Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome back. We're live and local this morning. I'm Jordan Miller. Thanks for listening. It's not getting any warmer out there. It's 15 degrees right now in downtown Canton. Joining us on the line, we have Stark County Sheriff George Meyer. Sheriff, how are you this morning? I'm great, Jordan. How are you? Are you staying warm over there in the studio? I am. I actually wore two coats when I left my house today, like two heavy coats. I yeah, that's was great. Really that's bundling great. up. And I, hey, listen, that's what I wanted to try to yeah. talk to you and your listeners about this morning. You know, we're experiencing this, This, uh, you know, we're typical, like I said before, we're, we're in Ohio, so we get some, we do get some winter weather, so that's no big surprise. But when we get these frigid temperatures, uh, there's just a few things that I want to remind your listeners of. And just like you said, wearing layers of loose clothing, uh, you know, lightweight, warm clothing, uh, and, and layer up. Those things will help uh, prevent hypothermia and frostbite. Always remember uh, to wear a hat, try to stay dry and out of the wind. You know, you should cover your mouth because the, this cold air can damage your lungs. This is extreme cold. And always wear uh, some type of protection on your hands, and, and uh, hopefully you have gloves or mittens that come up over your wrist. So there's a couple things that we wanted to talk about. But more importantly, Jordan, um, I, I always get concerned this time of year because some people like to supplement their heat with maybe a, a space heater or something of that nature. So we remind your listeners to be, be cognizant of carbon monoxide poisoning. You know, it's a silent and deadly killer. Nearly 1,000 people each year lose their lives in the United States from carbon monoxide poisoning. So, you know, if you uh, install a carbon monoxide detector in your home, that's probably your best defense about, uh, without having a, a, an incident in your home with carbon monoxide. Yeah, and and now it seems, Sheriff, it's pretty common to get um, like a two-in-one, like a fire detector and a carbon monoxide. They're, they're very common. They're, they're so, somewhat inexpensive uh, to put in your home, and it's, a, you know, that, that, that ounce of prevention. You know, uh, a lot of times people will run generators or they'll lose power because ice and snow. And we always remind folks, don't run your generator indoors, not even in your garage. Uh, make sure that you run a cord and keep your generator away from the house so that you don't get those carbon monoxide fumes in your home. Uh, and, and never use gas uh, oven to heat your home. You know, a lot of times people will use their oven and, and turn on a gas oven and open it up and try to warm their home up a little bit. That's that's uh, uh, that's a that's definitely a danger sign for carbon monoxide poison as well. Yeah. Well, you really touched on making sure you layer up properly. So Absolutely. The hat, the gloves. Um, I'm not one. I don't really like to wear toboggans, but I knew as I was leaving my house this morning, I'm like, I'm grabbing me a hat and I'm grabbing my gloves um, so I can walk to the car, walk into the studio, and gosh forbid something happens on my way here and I'm stranded on the side of the road or whatever. I want to make sure that I have those extra layers with me. Oh, absolutely. Just to, you know, in the case where maybe your car broke down, fuel line froze up or something, and you'd be sitting there for a period of time until you got help, 
that layering up, you know, and having a, a few things in your car, a blanket, uh, things like that, uh, can really keep you safe and warm during that short period of time. And I, I want to touch back. I'm, I'm, we're really going to go and in deep back into your head, Sheriff. Here, <laughs> all right. So you, you were a young man in the blizzard of '78. Do you yes, have I was. any? Um, you know, how old, well, you don't have to say how old you were, but, um, well, let's put it this way. I was a a young driver. Uh, I hadn't been driving very long, uh, and, uh, during the blizzard of 78 and certainly have memories of that. We still, you know, from time to time, we find ourselves talking about the blizzard of 78 and what a time that was here in Stark County and and all across the country. But, uh, certainly have memories of that. Yeah, and it, and I've seen, and I was looking at some of the statistics about it, and you know, not only was it cold, there were three or four feet of snow on the ground. A number of people, unfortunately, uh, died as a result of the blizzard. And what are some of the dangers of this extreme cold? If you if you get stuck in it, if you're not properly dressed, what are some of the unfortunate outcomes? Well, obviously, hypothermia and frostbite are some of the concerns that we have. You know, maybe it's important that I remind your uh, your listeners of what to do in an emergency. You know, or if you stop or stall in a wintry weather or a, a snowstorm or, or a blizzard, uh, you and your passenger in your car, uh, and, you know, you need to know what your surroundings are. So stay, stay, try to stay safe in your car. Don't overexert yourself. A lot of times people will get out and try to push the car off the road and those types of things and they'll overexert themselves and get injured. Uh, let your car be seen. If you have some way to put bright markers on your mm-hmm. uh, antenna or on your windows of your car, or maybe a dome light if it's at night, uh, be mindful, again, of that carbon monoxide poisoning. Make sure that you're, if your car's running and, you, and you're just waiting for help, uh, maybe you have a flat tire or something, and you're staying warm with the car running, make sure that that exhaust can, can be vented properly, not uh, going into the snow and uh, carbon monoxide fumes coming back in the to the car. Uh, so you just want to run your car long enough to stay warm. So you may may turn your car off uh, periodically if it's a long period of time waiting for, uh, you know, a tow truck or a family member to come and assist you. Now, I have to ask from a law enforcement point of view, is there any special training uh, that your deputies have to go through for cold weather situations, for snow situations? Well, it's part of their training that they receive, uh, you know, in a way to protect themselves because, you know, our deputies are out in the elements regardless. We're, we're a bit like the, uh, they used to hear about the, the Postal Service, rain, sleet, and snow, we must go, right? And so we're out there, and so, you know, part of the training is, and part of the preparation is that we give them equipment uh, to be seen, be safe, and uh and and stay and stay safe in, in doing their jobs so yeah there there is a bit of training uh, a lot of it's common sense a lot of it's just reminders but uh there is some training involved okay now cold weather is there anything else that you want to touch on uh regarding that before we move yeah on? one one important point uh, a lot of our viewers with small children and children in car seats uh, typically will dress their children in, in heavy winter coats or bulky uh, coats to keep them warm, which is which is fantastic. But it's important to remember that those heavy coats can interfere with the proper harnessing and fit of a child's safety seat. So when your child will be secured in a car seat, think about layering in, in uh, thinner layers, warm layers, and place blankets around the uh, car seat to keep the child warm rather than the big bulky snowsuits, which could interfere with the, the safety of the seat. 
Correct. I, I have a niece and a nephew that are uh, about to be two and one this year. And my sister's always saying, because I, you know, I'll take them out in their snowsuit. She's like, Jordan, you have to take that, that jacket off before you strap them in. Yeah. And I'm yeah. Like, that's uh, a great reminder to, our, to your listeners. Yeah. Well, no, I think that's great. While I have you on the line, though, I want to chat a little bit about the new training center in Maslin. It's been open a while. Um, oh, I say a while, what? Four or well, five since, months? Since August of last year, yeah. yeah. About August of last year. And um, are you getting use out of it every day? Absolutely. That's there great. are people in there every day. And just uh, just as a side note, we also have our background and fingerprint uh, check office there as well as our concealed handgun license permit office there. So there are people in and out of there probably every 15, 20 minutes uh, to, uh, for services related to backgrounds and, and concealed handgun licenses. So n- notwithstanding the training that we do in there yes, uh, every day, um, you know, we have, uh, there's other utilization of the facility as well. Oh, that's great. I, I just wanted to touch base because I couldn't remember if you and I, um, through the last four or five months, six months I've been on the air, if you and I have had a conversation about that, and I've always been very intrigued about uh, what you had going on at the training center. What what specific trainings are, are going on there? Well, right now it's really that you're right. That is a diamond in the rough. Not too many people know about that, but that's a training center that we, we stood up um with the with the help of our commissioners and certainly uh the people in our community uh to make available to law enforcement in Stark County uh we know in law enforcement and for us to be better in how we serve uh our communities the people that that you know that expect us to uh represent them keep them safe uh we have to train constantly and so this is um part of the vehicle if you will mm-hmm. for us to be able to do that uh we have two indoor gun ranges there that are utilized every day we have a uh simulator which is the the brand name is Milo a Milo simulator that we use each and just about every day i think people come in to use that and uh, they can simulate uh scenarios de-escalation techniques, um, conflict resolution techniques, those types of things. Uh, there's over uh, almost 900 different scenarios that we can project uh, for people on the screen for, for officers to uh, train and prepare for their everyday duties. Yeah, that's very vital in the training, the proper training for the men and women who serve uh, the community, the counties in, in the surrounding area. Is it only based is is it only stark county deputies or are you um helping with other law enforcement agencies? no it's it's stark county wide it's yeah. available to any law enforcement agency in stark county and we've had some other agencies from the outside come in and use it as well some federal agencies our, our marshals task force uh use a facility from time to time so it, it's it's open uh, it's pr- its primary use is really for law enforcement here in stark county not just deputies and uh, make it available for uh, continuing uh, police training that's required by the Ohio Peace Officers Training Commission. So, um, you know, we have not had uh, um, 
mandated training from the state for a number of years. And so this year we have mandated uh, 24 hours of what we call in-service training. So a lot of that training will be uh, happening right there at that training center for uh, the men and women serving our communities here in Stark County. That's great that the men and women of Stark County law enforcement have a place that they can go so close to home to train. It's fantastic. It's going to make us uh, better prepared to serve the people that we're uh, entitled or or, uh, sworn to protect in our community. Stark County Sheriff George Meyer, it's always a pleasure, and I look forward to chatting with you next Thursday. Jordan, see you then.